Good Health by Claudia podcast with me, Denny Schaefer, a production of Denny Radio. This is episode 32. Yay! Yes! It's called Medical <laughs> Freedom of Choice. Now, I'll get to that in a second. We have to run the disclaimer. The information contained in these podcasts is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or health condition. Please consult a qualified healthcare professional if you do have a medical condition. The FDA has not yet evaluated the information on this podcast, which represent the opinions of the hosts and our guests. And yes. we got a good one today. Before yes. we introduce our guest, yes, I get excited for these every week. I love our new time on Tuesday. I do too. Tuesday is too. is awesome. Yeah, and we're very excited for that. And yep. obviously, we our numbers are up, so obviously more people are are hearing about us Yay. and seeing us on Tuesdays. Which we so appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, so I'm really excited about this one because it is all of our podcasts are important. I agree, but this one is important for different reasons. Yes, and the reasons are. There's truths out there that the government and big pharma want you to believe. And then there's the truth. Right. Okay. So there's information out there that they want us to believe. Well, they're trying to the truth. Okay. You can right. call it information right. and I can have the opinion that it's yes. brainwashing well, yes, and lies. Absolutely. I mean, that's yes. how I roll people. Yeah, yeah. If you know me, you know that. Yeah. All right. So what is, cause our, our, the title of this one is medical freedom of choice. Yes. What does that even mean? Well, this is a very important part. It's the biggest part of the conversation in this country, because when we understand the history that has unfolded for many, many years, we understand that there are many instances where, you know, when we look at the, the simple conversation of nutrition in the United States, this is a, a conversation that's been impeded by Western medicine. It's been uh, ignored. It's been ridiculed. So here we are bringing truth to people about all the important, wonderful, effective products that are actually available. But many people don't realize that they have choices because they've never been taught they have choices. So one of the things medical freedom represents is that we all have the right to choose how we choose to take care of our body you know, many of us believe this is a this is our connection between us and our creator, us and God, whatever you want to say. So there's a there's there's a lot of us that honor that connection. And when we look at Western medicine, a big part of that, there's a whole huge conversation that's not been allowed to come into the conversation. So uh, do we have medical freedom of choice in this country? Well, at the moment, I would say no, I would say not. Okay, our guest is Kevin P. Miller, an international award-winning writer and producer. He has done documentaries about medical freedom of choice. Some of his documentaries include Let Truth Be the Bias, We Become Silent, Generation Rx, which is about, uh, you know, drugging children. And by the way, I've seen it. I believe it's up on YouTube. You can just go up and look at it. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. And his new one, which will blow your mind. It hasn't been released yet. Maybe by the end of the summer. This one's called A Dangerous Man. Yes. And I literally had a hard time sleeping after we watched it over at your house. I'm well, like, this this is this information needs to get out and people need to wake up. Yes. So let's bring him into the conversation. Welcome to uh, our podcast, Kevin P. Miller. Kevin, how are you? Oh, Hi, doing Kevin. great, Denny. Hi, Claude. Good to, good to be with you, folks. Nice to All see right, you. All right, so did we get anything wrong? Did we get anything right in our intro? Or would you like to add anything when it comes to medical freedom of choice? 
Well, I, I, I guess I would slightly disagree with my good friend, Claudia, in the sense that I do think that we enjoy medical freedom of choice right now. It may be not to the breadth that I would prefer or Claudia would prefer or you right. would prefer, Denny, but we do have access to um, dietary supplements and, quote, most alternative means right now. And, and that, as we all know, we have more choices here in this country regarding supplements than anywhere else in the world. So that, that's the only minor thing that I would add. Okay, let me start with a basic question. How did you two meet? Because you're not in the in nutrition, you're not into the supplement business, are you? No, never. So how did you guys okay, meet? Okay, but before we get into that, because it's a, it's a great story, but I just want to say something, Kevin, to what you just said. How many times over the years have we had people dealing with cancer and many other issues where they were angry after they were told they needed chemo or other treatments, but there was no word of any other options. And when they're asked, when they ask the doctor about an option, right away it's scoffed, it's ridiculed, it's quackery. That's what I mean when we say medical freedom of choice. So it's in that communication that I've heard probably from hundreds and hundreds of people over the years, how angry that they are, that they didn't realize they had choices. Right. So at any rate, how did we meet, Kevin? How did Go you ahead. Meet? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the wild thing is that I know that you all talk about Joe Bassett Sr., who has been gone from us now, what? I mean, over a decade, right? Well, not, well, yeah. Just yeah, about. It's close, got, I guess, yeah. Time so, um, yeah. I had produced a film about the homeless and in particular homeless war veterans called The Promised Land, which is also online for free. And, um, and unbeknownst to me, someone gave this um, video, and it was literally a videotape of VHS in the old days, to Joe Bassett. And Joe watched it. And, you know, Joe was Joe was a crier. Like Joe would get emotional. Very sensitive. Yeah. Very sensitive guy and a wonderful yeah. guy. Yeah. And so he he was just taken aback when he saw the promised land. And so he was he said, this this guy should be doing stuff for us. And so he sent that videotape on to none other than Dr. Julian Whitaker, who was a famous, quote, alternative medical doctor, end quote, in the in California in Newport Beach, California. And I guess quite literally almost Julian watched it and phoned me immediately because I remember, you know, where the phone, where I, where I was when the phone rang. And then, you know, basically that's what led me to produce Let Truth Be the Bias and then begin walking the path of this medical freedom of choice issue. And then I met Claudia a few years later uh, at, at a conference in the D.C. area, I believe, right? Yep. It was Arlington. Yeah. Um, and so we became fast friends as, as no surprise to you or anyone that knows Claude. And um, and it's been uh, our, you know, quote, love affair ever since, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, one of the things that I most respect about Kevin as a journalist, which is your his background is journalism. Correct, Kevin? Yes. And then you got into making uh, documentaries. He's always been about the integrity of our industry. And this is so much of what's being lost through the exploitation of what we're seeing, through a lot of people that want to come in, make a quick buck and leave, uh, a lot of people spewing things that aren't necessarily accurate. So Kevin has, he, he immediately had 
uh, my respect because he's all about speaking the truth, doing it with integrity, digging into the research, the true research. And this is why he brings such dynamic documentaries to the public. So I, I hope that uh, everyone that hears this really looks into his films because every one of them are very valuable. Well, we're going to watch a couple of trailers here if I got this right. And now, Kevin, if I go to YouTube and I Google your name, will some of your work come up? Absolutely. I, I don't get much time to tend my YouTube page right now. But yes, the Generation RX is online for free, which is, I think, the clip you're about to show. Um, there, there is films that I've done on, you know, Native Americans. There is a short film called Netherworld, which is unbelievable story about a young woman and antidepressants. But all of my, almost all of my work is online, and I try to make it for free once I'm free and clear of the my contract with the distributors, et cetera. All right, let me uh, let me bring it up. Generation RX, that'll be the first one we watch. Here we go, and let's see if this all works. It sounds a little bit like you're saying that the definition is a little like the Supreme Court's definition of pornography, which is you know it when you see it. No, I, we're, we're, we're going to disagree. I've had kids tell me, I don't like how I feel when I'm on this medication. These drugs were never designed to be used in children in the first instance. They're attacking the very foundation of what being human is all about. And the next morning, he stabbed me. He stabbed you? Yes. How do we know how they're supposed to be when they're altered with medications from very young ages? This child's life was robbed. It was robbed from us, it was robbed from her. and. It didn't have to happen. The hiding of information, the deliberate lying about information is the big ethical issue. I hate to say this. You can't believe the fraud that has been perpetrated on the American public. And it has been a fraud. All right, so there, uh, there's the trailer. What has, uh, what has been the reaction uh, since you released that? Oh my goodness! I mean, it was fast and furious, and sometimes a lot of vitriol. Um, to, to, I think the best way to answer that, Denny, is to is to just tell you what happened after the film came out. I over the next year and a half or two years, I received over two thousand emails, letters, texts, you name it, from parents, um, from teenagers who, who said things like, I thought I was forgotten, or you told my story, or, you know, or mothers and fathers, unfortunately, saying I lost my child while on an antidepressant. And so um, that really was an outpouring. And it was on TV all over the world. It was on Netflix for almost four years, which is unheard of. And in today's day, and then it led because I received all those letters and, and communiques from, from people, I decided that I needed to do a follow-up and that was called letters from generation RX. So it was quite an outpouring and I really almost wasn't ready for the outpouring. 
All right. Well, uh, obviously it's emotional, and uh, I'll tell you really at home because I grew up uh, with ADHD, and and this was in the seven early seventies, late sixties, and you know the first thing they did was they want to put you on drugs. Yeah. Back when I was a kid, sixty eight, sixty nine, they put you on Valium. They gave gave you a downer, so mm-hmm. you were just a zombie. Right. And I remember playing a basketball game, and my dad and I came out to play and I, I could barely run. And my, and my dad said, that's it. He's, he's not on any more drugs. Well, and that good was the, for your father. That was the end of that. And then good I think, and then I think he started taking them and drinking heavy. So that's probably not good. Yeah. No, well, well that's a joke. Um, uh, <laughs> but, but that's the way they dealt with it because nobody knew what it was. Well, the adjunct to that Denny, and it is in generation RX just briefly is that in the seventies, they, what they, the initial term was called minimal brain dysfunction. Because they always have to bring dysfunction in, right? Right. So, right. But that's what it was called in the 70s. And that's what kind of launched this era of methylphenidate and Ritalin and those kinds of things. See, I remember a label that they gave me that I remember. They called it hyper, no, uh, hyperkinetic activity, whatever that means. Whatever that means. I, I don't mean, know what that was. I never heard the term you said. It was, oh, he's hyperkinetic. He needs volume, yeah. volume. Ah, okay. But, but of course, the impact of food to the brain has been ignored right and still to this day right is being ignored and this is the problem this is the lack of integrity this is what we're talking about it's this kind of stuff so so what what do you think uh what what do you think the biggest reason why all this is going on why why do they push drugs and and let's just get them on something so the parents can deal with them because that's really what it is. It's like I remember my mom telling my dad, "You've got I've got to have some help because I was very very hyper and I was always I never stopped. I just never stopped until I passed out from exhaustion, right. especially in the summer. Right when I could go to school, it was one thing. But so what? What is it? Is it is it all about money? Is it just all about control? Is it all about? I mean, is it all about all of it? Well, I mean, I you know, that's a that's a almost impossible question to answer uh, only because many medical doctors, Claude, you know a bunch of medical doctors that come into the store. I mean, many of them are good people and they go through their training and they, you know, so rather than saying wh- why is it happening to, you know, their, you know, these drugs versus this, I think the larger question that needs to be answered is why has there been this reticence to study nutrition? Um, right. Because in letters from Generation RX, there's a terrific uh, doctor, a PhD from Ohio, who now is married, lived in Canada, and she's she's at the University of Calgary, and her name is Dr. Bonnie Kaplan. And she talks about one of the biggest things missing in mental health diagnoses and treatment is the fact that no one will uh, study uh, minerals. And so everyone talks about magnesium, for example, as a great thing for the brain. Well, it is. But Bonnie's, uh, Dr. Kaplan's uh, assertion, which I happen to believe because I've read a number of the studies, is that is that the brain gets bathed literally every second with, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of nutrients every single second. And you know, it's the it's the minerals that play the largest role in that that beautiful bath that's going on in our brains. And because there is no um, there are no minerals in the soil, east, you know, in this in east of the Mississippi or just about anywhere, right. the, you know, that the, 
our diet is not affording us those things. And so Linus Pauling talked about the same thing. Linus Pauling was a person who came out and said almost all disease attribution can be attributed to a lack of minerals in the body. And the poor man's way of thinking about this might be that minerals are like the spark plugs that send the vitamins and the hormones and the nutrients where they need to go. So, you know, is it a money thing? Of course it is a money thing. Of course. Um, of course it is. There's yes. no question about that. Yes. But again, we're working, they're dealing off a 100 year old plat platform for studying, um, for studying drugs. And I asked, the National Institutes of Mental Health Director, Thomas Insel, about this, which he completely blew off immediately. And that was Dr. Insel. Could it be that we are only, uh, our brand of science is 100 years old because we are only able to study one chemical at a time? That's what a drug is. So penicillin came about in the early 1900s because the, the mold made its way into whatever they were studying. And the mold ended up turning into penicillin and basically killing it. Oh boy, now we have an antibiotic. So, but what they did at that point that's so critical is that they determined that we need to study one substance at a time. That's the only way to prove the veracity of that drug, quote unquote, working for the disease condition. Now, why is that a problem, Denny? Claude, you know very well. Mm -hmm. It's a problem, as I said to Dr. Insel, because if you have polypharmacy, which is the use of many drugs simultaneously by one individual. Which we're seeing All actively. the time, more and yeah. more and more, particularly yeah. with the elderly, right? Yes. So if they're on five, six drugs, well, you might have, as Whitaker says in A Dangerous Man, the, the film that hasn't been released yet, you might have, might have proof that this one chemical works for this one condition, granted with side effects and everything else, just let's say lower the blood pressure. But what it doesn't count is that you can never study the interaction of these chemicals together. So because they are not studying their own polypharmacy, how in God's name are they able to study, you know, a, a multi-mineral formula that might have three dozen minerals right. in it? Right. So they just don't study it. And so it's really the problem of a 100-year-old model for science, in my humble estimation, than it is the others. So, Kevin, to the and to your point about money, it's fair to say, and I've had to learn this in my own career, because when you're dealing with sickly people all day long for years and years and years and years, you got to wonder what 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 is what is going on and what's this all about, which is at a young age, thanks to Joe Bassett, mm -hmm. I started learning the history and what I've of, of Western medicine, the development of Western medicine. And what I had to learn to understand was that the business of Western medicine, the model of Western medicine, and the people that work in it are two very different things. The people working in it have great, you know, many of them have great integrity and they're very sincere and they believe in what they've been taught. But when you, to your point, Kevin, we're still dealing with a model that went a hundred years ago because that's where the money was, right? Right. I mean, that goes back to how many times have I talked about, you know, Rockefeller Sr. and reading the book, The Titan. It's all in that book of how the goal was to, and they actually say in that book, to wipe out naturopathy, naturopathic doctors, anything to do with homeopathy. So 
that to me is very important to remember. The business of Western medicine should be a separate conversation from the people trained within Western medicine. Excellent point. Now, so. A Dangerous Man, and I've seen this film, It's uh, has it been released yet? You're hoping by the end of the summer? Yes. All right. Tell uh, I'm going to play the trailer. Tell the uh, viewers what uh, what it's about. A Dangerous well, Man. That's Dr. Yeah, Whitaker right there. Yeah. A that's Dr. Julian Whitaker, and yep. he's the person that's most responsible, other than Joe, maybe, for me getting sucked into the vortex of this <laughs> this genre, if you will. Um, he is a um, incredible man, and he was a leader who really spent millions. I mean, yeah, he made a lot of money off of a newsletter called Health and Healing. It was the first big-time newsletter ever. The this first is the internet and everything yeah. else, right? Um, he made a lot of money off of that. But unlike everybody else, it seems, um, or at least the ones Claudia and I have met a lot of, right. they, you know, they he invested his own money to educate people out of his own pocket. He didn't write it off. He didn't try to make, you know, anything other than I'm going to help people. He spent millions to get Deshay passed, the Dietary Supplement Health Education Act of 1994. Yep. He he's done things consistently ever since that were that were um, in the best interests of consumers, and was on the radar of the FDA, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. Yes. Everybody knew who he was. Yep. So a dangerous man is about an era gone by, of when we were fighting to pass Deshay of when Julian, Dr. Whitaker, was trying to alert people to this ramp, this rampant use of um, bypass surgeries for heart conditions, for example, uh, and all of the science that he brought with him. Well, you know, I'm very, you know, humbled by Claudia's comment about integrity with my films, because this is kind of where it, it comes to play. So in this film, A Dangerous Man, we show everything that Julian Whitaker did and what the science says about much of the things that he was presenting yes. 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, let me uh, hold on a second here. I want to uh, let's see. I was trying to do the full screen, but I don't think I can. So let me uh, let me back this up. Herbert Spencer once said that there is a principle at work in society today that is answer to all argument and is guaranteed to keep man in everlasting ignorance. My dad was someone who saw the world differently. And that principle is scorn prior to investigation. When you have a prejudged opinion, no investigation is going to change your mind. He's supposed to go be a surgeon just like his father you know, a medical doctor, just like his big brother. He tried that. It didn't fit. It wasn't working. It didn't feel right to him. He saw a different path and he took it. You know, when a drug really loses its power, loses its efficacy, when his patent runs out. We had a million people listening to what he wrote. That's power in this country. He had brilliant ideas, very determined, very strong will. The things that he did back in the day 
set the stage for a lot of the things that are happening today. I had a patient here named Robert Duff. He's in better health now than he has been in 20 years. It's been 30 years ago now since I met Dr. Julian Whitaker, and I'm still here at 87 to tell you the story. He never told people, You're, this is a hopeless case. No, he always said doctors are not soothsayers, and his job is to empower them to get better. He is not going to be suppressed. He is not going to allow truth to be censored. There's no question that the FDA is harming people. He's going to fight for it. Tens of millions of men were cheated out of an effective, non-toxic therapy. Just cheated out of it. He was on a mission. What's being done is wrong. He wanted to make a big difference in the world, and he did. Because I confront the FDA in a very vigorous way, how am I still around? It's an interesting question. He was going to go out there in person, take on the dragon, slay it, or die. It has not been released yet. It should be by the end of uh, summer. And do you have any idea who's going to be carrying it, how people will be able to watch it, Kevin? No, that's part of what's being um, negotiated right now, Dan. That's part of the reason why it's been held back a couple of months. So so maybe well, Netflix or another streamer or? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, the whole Netflix thing is kind of coming into a little bit of a shadow here at this point because they're not they're not doing what they used to do. Like, for example, what they did with Generation RX. Now it's big budget things. Now it's, you know, so I don't know what the ultimate will be, but I'm certainly will be advertising it the minute it's out. And I pray that there are free vehicles for people to see it because as Claude said, you know, what we really need is the information more than anything right. else. Right. Uh, so uh, judging by your footage, it's looking like that was somewhere in the 80s, a lot of those clips. Uh, early 90s, yeah. Early 90s. And uh, forgive me for not remembering, because I did see it at your house. Where is Dr. Julian Whitaker now? Is he passed or is he still with us? No, he's still with us. He's in um, he's still in Southern California. He's just retired the clinic. And to find out all of what's happening with him these days, you'll have to watch the film. But he's uh, he's a giant man is a yeah. giant and um well he had a lot of guts i it, mean to do what he did to take, take it on the way he did definitely. and uh, god bless him for doing that i was you know um fortunate to to not i you were very close you are very close with dr whitaker i was blessed to meet him at trade shows and talk with him whatever but what i always honored about him is that not only what did he have he stood with courage stood strong with courage against all odds. I think, Kevin, hasn't he thrown more lawsuits at the FDA in regard to protecting our industry than I think anybody else? Isn't Boy, that correct? I think and so. I, think, I, I, I think don't know of anyone else uh, other than maybe Milton Bass, who one of the old yeah. time attorneys. But but Julian was at least involved in seven to eight uh, different lawsuits against the FDA and won the vast majority of them. And, I won, mean, yes. he's, he's and he was not, calling them out and he was doing it with such uh, uh, intelligence and integrity and heart and soul. How can anybody not honor that, not respect that? And, on, you know, to your point, Kevin, when you said about, he gave back. So right now we're seeing a lot of companies and a lot of people exploiting our mm -hmm. industry and they're making millions and they're walking away with it. Who knows what they're doing with it? I mean, I don't know. They probably have a million boats that they bought instead of giving it back 
to the independent health food stores that grew them to be worth millions, to to honor the, to, you know, to do proper research. Anyway, Dr. Whitaker, God bless him. He always gave back and uh, he has done tremendous things for this country. So anybody out there that to this day is is taking supplements and grateful that you have those in your life, Dr. Whitaker is someone you want to thank, along with Kevin for bringing his story to the public. And of course, Joe Bassett, we'll always uh, give honor to Joe because these guys fought the fight. And whether anybody wants to admit it or not, it's a battle. I, oh. see, it, I see it as a spiritual battle. To so, me, this is a spiritual thing. Well, it's pretty much everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Linus Pauling, uh, last, uh, last couple of questions. Uh, this is a new film you're going to be starting soon. What's that going to be about? Where? What direction are you going to well, go with I, that? I can't tell you because I'm finishing up the, the last um, couple of months of, of a current film that I am working on. Oh, okay. But, but, I mean, I will happily come back on when that is official and talk about okay. that till the cows come home because he's, a, he's another giant figure who stood up against all the powers that be. Yes. And so if you, Danny, if you don't mind, I'd like to follow through just on one thing, finish Claudia's thought. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry for doing this, but you know, it's also should be mentioned that obviously the conduit for all of this information in the nineties that helped pass the Shea that helped create our real forms of medical freedom of choice, of course, came through independent health food stores, Yes, but they also came from the writings of authors and, and newsletter people. And, and, this is a problem that we have right now that's uh, uh, never discussed. Claudia and I have discussed for the you know for 15, 20 years that that we you know generally people are lazy. We want someone else to do the health freedom fighting for us and not necessarily you know write a letter to the FDA or the congressperson or donate money, God forbid to somebody. but but you know what we've allowed to happen in in the vacuum that's been created by the retirement of Dr. Whitaker and so many of the great health food store owners of the past, or so many of the great uh, supplement companies and vitamin companies of the past, since they've left and their integrity has kind of gone with them, um, you know, we've allowed a lot of people into this movement that are very powerful people, that people take their word, their online newsletters as gospel. And and I mean, to the point of they have millions of followers and nobody knows who I am, which I could give a darn about. But very few know about Dr. Whitaker in relation to some of these modern day, you know, truth tellers is what they call themselves. They also call themselves journalists, which really rubs at me the wrong way because they are they are certainly the antithesis of journalists, uh, good, credible journalists. So, I mean, you know, what we need to do is return to the base of information that always made our our um, our our choice available to us. And that's the health food stores, mm-hmm. the independently owned health food stores, because, you know, people like Claudia go to the expense and time and effort to train every single person that works in her health food store. And, you know, I mean, these people are trained not only about what's in the supplement, what you can say, what you can't say that might get you into trouble with FDA or FTC, but most importantly, how to deal with people's everyday concerns. I mean, people, as Claudia said, people come in saying, my son is on Ritalin and he's 
He's on three other drugs and he's talking in gibberish in a mile a mile a minute. And why is this happening? And, you know, it's, it's only when they get turned away from the doctors, the medical doctors in most cases, that they as a last ditch effort is what they think they come into a health food store like Claudia. <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's, true. And it's such a it's such a shame that the blowback for that then is on Claudia and the, uh, the health food store owners that we allow the government and other people to put pressure on the health food store owners who are just trying to say to people, look, here is what the literature says. I can't advise you what to take, what dose, what might work, but here's here's a, here's five studies on how L-carnitine might help reverse heart disease right. or why CoQ10 is so great on a broad basis. It works on a cellular level. Here's the scientific studies. You ultimately have to make your own mind up. So if we really want to be libertarian in this country, which is kind of a lost word in the in the wake of the last 10, 15 years, you know, this libertarian approach that we've so far had about dietary supplements needs to be supported by hand-in-hand -hand education that happens in health food stores and the few medical doctors in the country who still consider themselves to be, quote, unconventional docs. Right. So I just want to point that out because people go to the internet and they put a search term in and they think, oh, this person, this guy, he's been written about a lot about, the, the health guy or whatever they call themselves. Right. And, and you know, you, you can't rely on those people 99 times out of 100. The people who give a damn, the people who put their lives on the line and their businesses on the line every single day for this effort is not Kevin Miller. It's people like Claudia David Roscoe and Jim Roscoe and the, all the other great independent health oh, well, experts. Thank you, Kevin. Well, you're welcome, but it just happens to be fact. Uh, so well, but, you know, it's been teamwork over the years. It's been no teamwork from a small, dedicated group of people. But we hang in there. We do what we do because we love this country. We love the American public. We want them to be well. Everyone has that birthright. And people are literally being led down paths of disease and sickness, which is unjust. But they just don't realize it. So that's why we're all doing what we're doing, right? So, you know, God bless you for what you're doing. And you know what? I thank God every day that I've been one of those weirdos hanging out in a health food store for 49 years. It's a, it's such a gift because if everybody knew what we taught in health food stores, and I just want to say before we go, I know that we're going over, but um, when you talk about how people, so many of America, so many people in America come into a health food store when it's their last ditch effort. Right. The other day we had a guy and this is nothing new. This is what we deal with all the time. God bless him. He was on nine different meds. They removed part of his colon and they took his gallbladder. And now he's asking for me to say, what can you do to help me? So, yeah. you know, we're here to help. We will always cheerlead people on and, you know, really encourage them to embrace their own health. And one of the biggest things is to, I want to remind everybody, just because a doctor tells you there's nothing you can do for your health does not mean that that's correct. Does that, that does not mean that that's accurate. It means that that particular doctor is doing what he's been trained to do and he believes it. But that doesn't mean there's not other conversations. So we encourage we 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 encourage people, you know, think outside the box of Western medicine, know where your power is. And then, you know, we're all here 
helping. So God willing, we can keep these rights and keep, you know, keep all this to the people because that's who it should belong to. Right. I'm Thank glad you, you so much. The podcast, Denny. Thank you. I mean, I'm, pr- I'm thrilled to be part of it. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to have you back, especially uh, you, when your film, A Dangerous Man, comes out. So yes. thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day in Cleveland. <laughs> Love you. Take thank care. you. Wow. That was so good, man. I'll tell you, uh, I was so glad that I was able to get those trailers up yes, there for you. people to watch it. And, yeah. and, and I'm telling you, when you get the opportunity to see some of his work, you're going to be blown away and, and you're going to be angry. And you're going to be like, how could our government do this to us? How can we sit by? Well, we're sitting by because people don't know. They don't know. Because look, I mean, when did we see uh, a dangerous man? January or February? Yeah. At your house? Yeah. Okay. So it's taken a long time for them to get, you know, the hoops that he's got to go through. Right. It's probably not the hoops of someone else who's not dealing with such a controversial topic that's going to expose the lies that have been going on for decades. Right. And that's what they don't want. They want to keep it in the dark. So, right. All right. Well, like you said, we are uh, running a little over today, but it was worth every precious second. Uh, For those of you watching, uh, please share this one because this is a really good one. I'll have the podcast up in audio form. Uh, Of course, you won't be able to see the, the trailers, but that'll be up by, uh, but our old time by Friday at 11. Yeah. So you can also share that, yep. but this is, this is a really important one. So yeah. what are we doing next week? Do we know, uh, do we have a tease uh, for next week, Tuesday? Actually next week, we're going to have a wonderful company life extension on, okay. and we're going to talk about some other wonderful, uh, supplements and, um, yeah, so that'll be good. So, All right. but you and I are going to have more conversations like this. I hope you know, so. Because, I, I, because these are important because there's so much, on this side of what we need to teach. It's not just using supplements as tools and understanding the power that they have, but it's this all this other conversation of getting into what the backstory. So this has been terrific. And, uh, and like always, Claudia, I'm going to give you the last word. Well, thank you. I, um, first of all, I hope everybody had a great weekend. We had beautiful weather. We did. It was we awesome. finally had some beautiful weather for Memorial weekend. So we're very grateful. And as usual, just keep the faith, everybody wrap your arms around your own health. Nobody else is going to do it for you. And I, I, I always say this and I, every day I know it greater in my heart. When you're talking about your health prevention and being proactive through good, using good good, wonderful knowledge that makes sense. And uh, that's how we don't wait for the crisis. That's what I always tell people. Don't wait for the health crisis. Do what you can every day so you don't hit a crisis because you ask anybody in a health crisis, they are not having fun, nor are they having a quality of life. So embrace your, you know, wrap your heart around yourself. uh, And thank you for being with us every week. We're growing each week. Denny and I are very grateful. Uh, So you know, peace to everybody. Keep the faith, shine your light, share your love. It's a beautiful thing to do. Peace. Peace.